Blog Talk Radio. Fun song. What a great way to start a show. That was Steve Conte 
who is with us today on our special edition. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media Network. I'm sorry about the silence in the beginning. That was a moment of silence because guess what? Today's Steve Conte's birthday as well. And now he's going to kill me when we get when I bring him into the studio. But anyway, listen, I want to say this show is really special today. I have my co-host with me from New York, Spencer Drake, and then Steve Conte, who just came in from being away on the road so long. I can't believe. It's just so crazy. And this um, release was just recently done. We're going to talk about the release party for the new international cover-up, um, which is amazing music. As you could hear, that first song we opened up with. And uh, that song, I'm going to let uh, Steve tell you a little bit about uh, what Stevie said. Um, and we're going to talk about that being a very fun, very monumental song. And with that, let's open our show up with uh, Steve and also with my co-host from Spencer Drake and also from New York. I'd be like, ugh, tongue-tied today because we're having a little bit of conflict here. So if I get cut off, I will be back, and I'm going to tell both of my guests that. The chat room is open. If you'd like to call in today, it's 347-677-1036. And uh, I wanted to give a shout-out really quick to uh, Skull Candy. Um, out there, you guys are awesome, and to everybody out there, that is just so amazing, and to Lydia, thank you so much, and uh, let's bring everyone on the air now, and let's see what's going on with everyone. Okay, so I have Spencer, and I have Hi. Steve, Hey, hey. and somebody, you, somebody's playing, Steve, I heard you playing music in the background there, it sounded like a little boombox or something. Really? It must be the voices in my head because <laughs> I have nothing on. There's an air conditioner on. I'm trying to keep Spencer, cool, you know. Did you just have music on when I unmuted you? I'm Where? okay. No. It, it was, right. There was music was in a... my brain. You know? Oh yeah, that's it. So listen, welcome to the show. And for anyone that doesn't know who Steve Conte is, he was with the New York Dolls. This is, did you hear that? Yeah, where's it coming from? Uh, do you mean that little clicking sound? There's a printer going on in the background. Oh, okay. That's okay. It's not music, though. Uh, but, you know, if, 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 if you throw music in a, in a printer, then, uh, yeah. you know, man, you could be like a contemporary classical composer. Uh, yeah, like no, Stock, that's cool. Stockhausen or somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's awesome. John Cage. You know, what? John Cage, man. Well, well, yeah, you know we're, what I'm we're here, we're live, and for anyone that doesn't know who Steve is, as I was saying, Steve played with everyone from the New York Dolls to the wait, late, I can't even talk today, I don't know what's wrong with me, to the late, well, late Deville, and I can't hear that printer, but it's totally cool, it's all good, and you, you know can. what, um, I, I, you know, hold I, on, hold on. I don't care. Who cares? There's an air conditioner. I'll sweat. I'll sweat for you. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'll boil. It was so funny. Hey, Um, uh, Steve, what inspired you to do the new album? Yeah. Um, You know what, Spence? Before we do that, can I ask him really quick to tell everyone, our listeners that are tuning in, a little bit about who he is? First, before we go into the new album, and um, so they know kind of like a little of his timeline. Can we do that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That way to segue in. Yeah. So, Steve, introduce yourself. 
and then my friend is going to introduce himself. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I am Steve Conte, or Steve Conte, <laughs> as you say, or some other you know, If they want to sound uh, European, or, or if you really want to sound European, you say Conte. Conte. I know. Conte. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, what do you want to know about me? Let's see. I'm Italian. I'm from New York. Uh, <laughs> I got dark hair. Uh, He's a crazy guy. His mom's um, an amazing singer. A great yeah. guitarist. A great guitarist. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I play guitar. I play guitar, among other things. I play, uh, you know, bass. I play drums. I play keyboards. I'm a multi-instrumentalist, but I don't like to advertise it because, um, you know, then people will start calling me for uh, rec- recording sessions on, like, bass and guitar, yeah. and, I mean, bass and piano and drums. And, you know, I play well mm-hmm. enough to play on my own records, but uh, I wouldn't advertise myself as, like, you know. Uh, well, anyway, so... Well, you were pretty hot. Yeah, I played, you know, I mean, being in New York for 20 plus years, actually almost 30 years, um, you know, you meet all kinds of people that, you know, have, it's a, it's a town of transients, you know, so people come in and out, mm-hmm. they live in New York for a while, and, you know, I met and played with John Waite when he was in New York, uh, Billy Squire, wow. Paul, and, you know, all these different people, and, um you know, that's the kind of thing you can only do in New York or maybe L.A. too, maybe London. But, um, you know, I've tried moving to different uh, cities, and I always come back to New York because it doesn't have the stimulation, any mm-hmm. uh, no kind of stimulation, and the opportunity for, uh, you know, artistic stuff, you know, that New York has, for me anyway. I mean, somehow mm-hmm. magically, you know, my phone rings and, uh, you know, it's, People call and asking me to do stuff. It's usually fun. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah. um, so is that let's about talk me? about. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you've done, you've played with some amazing people, and I know that Spence has seen you quite a lot. And he was asking you what your inspiration was for your latest CD, International Cover Up, and about the CD release. We should talk about that too. Spence, you there? Yeah, yeah. I uh, well, I, I'm Spencer Drake. <laughs> I have album covers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, and the MoMA Permanent Collection with Judith, my partner, and um, I'm in a very a very big Ramones show in uh, L.A. right now, the Grammy Museum. Two uh, Ramones covers I designed, and also um, you mentioned Billy Squire. That was one of my big takeoffs, Steve. Uh, I designed the uh, Don't Say No album, which got me on MTV. So oh, looking. That's the uh, I I well I played on Billy's studio album uh, Tell the Truth, but then when I went on tour with him, it was a few years later when it was the 20 year anniversary of Don't Say No, and that was back in 2001. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, what cool. and uh, and we toured with Bad Company actually with Paul Rogers. Who oh I, my God! Well, I got yeah. I got to listen I got to listen to his in ear monitor mix every night on the side of the stage, which was like heaven. Oh, oh that's cool. funny. Yeah. So what oh, started you? So going back, uh, what started you on this new album? What was the kick for that? Well, I was in. I uh, spent a lot of time in Europe and in Holland, especially. And um, I uh, had met. I was actually I had gone out to see a Spin Doctor show because they're friends of mine from New York. And um, Aaron Comes, the drummer, had played with me on a, a record a while back. A record I did with my brother called The Contis, Bleed Together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know. Uh, Eric Shankman, the guitar player, and Chris Barron, the singer. So I went out to see them play, 
I got up and jammed with them on stage. And then afterwards, this studio owner from the Netherlands came up and he was like, Hey man, I just wanted to say hello. Uh, you know, I own a studio down the road and, um, you know, if you ever want to come in and record some stuff, you know, I got some, some free time this weekend. And I was like, Ooh, this weekend. Wow. Uh, I don't really have anything ready to go. But I said, but me and my band have been out there touring in England and France and Holland and Belgium. And I said, we have uh, a bunch of cover songs that we could lay down. Um, Cause you know, the, my originals were already recorded that we were out there supporting. Uh, I believe it was Steve Conte and the crazy truth at the time. Uh-huh. And, um, uh-huh. and so uh, the guy said, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can record cover songs. Come on in. So I went in and we like banged out six songs in two days. Um, wow. like, totally finished. Amazing. And then, um, uh, well then, you know, I spent the next half a year, mixing them, which is, that's always the hard part. Um, uh-huh. Because we were mixing them like on weekends or whenever they were free, or whenever I was free. So, um, but it turned out really great. And that's, you know, yeah. there's really no science to it. The scientific part of it was uh, just do the songs that we already know. <laughs> so it was not like, oh, I got to have a John Lennon song in there. And, oh, I got to have a Rolling Stone song. It was just like, let's pick from the songs that we're already doing. So we we can the least amount of work. <laughs> so, you know, like, you do have a like John laziness. Lennon song on there, though. You do have yeah. a John Lennon song on there. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, that was actually, so when I, these songs were were made available as an exclusive on my Pledge Music campaign for the Steve uh-huh. Cunty NYC record. So if people pledged a certain amount of money to help me with uh financing my Steve Conti NYC record that came out in 2014, they would get a copy of the six songs that I did in the studio in Holland. And, um, but it was only a private thing. You couldn't get it out on the web anywhere, or you couldn't buy it in, you know, CD baby or iTunes or anywhere where it's available now, Amazon. And now I wanted to make that record available. So I added a couple of extra tracks to it. The acoustic songs, the John Lennon song, working class hero and play with fire by the stones. And um, I made it into a full-length, you know, release because it was an EP before. So now is the first time that it's ever available to the general public. And, um, it, and it's it pretty everywhere. amazing. Steve, yeah. you, you know what's interesting to me listening to the album? The two Rolling Stones songs are two totally different arrangements. I really like one's very acoustic or, you know what I mean? They're very different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that one, uh, Play With Fire, I do acoustically. And that I did on Steve Lillywhite show steve lee what's oh, really? a great record producer who yeah who produced uh you know rolling stones johnny thunders all the u2 records dave matthews bands uh xtc mm-hmm. you know some of my yeah, favorite stuff and he was a, he's been a friend of mine for years and he had a show on east village radio called the lily white sessions uh he had me sub for him once on the show actually but uh this was uh, one time when I actually came on the show as a guest and I did play with fire and um, I asked him if I could put it out on the record and he said, yeah, East Village Radio was nice enough to say yes as well. So uh, I want to give them a big shout out. Thanks, Peter Ferraro and, and Frank and all you guys down there in East Village Radio. All right. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank, you know, I, real... Go ahead, go, go, go. Yeah, oh, I, I should also give a, right? a, a thanks and I should give a thanks and a shout out to my Dutch band, Jeroen Polderman and Jaws Verheyen, who uh, based a drummer that uh, 
played so great on the record, and um, to uh, Wilco Minderhout and Jasper or Jasper Mendorp, uh-huh. uh, mixers who also played some instruments on the record as well. So thank you guys. I have to give you all credit because uh, without you, it wouldn't happen. So there you go. So tell That's us the awesome. story about little Steven. Uh, oh, so yeah. Uh, uh, so I um, little Steven heard the record and. Um, and next thing I know, I'm getting a call from them. They're asking me, um, you know, what did I want to? I want to play. Uh, he's doing this thing at Yankee Stadium where they're having bands play uh, in in between the baseball games, I guess, or maybe before the baseball games on Friday nights. Um, at the uh, it was the producer of, of Steven's show, Underground Garage, that called and said, "Can you do this?" And unfortunately, I was out on the road at the time, and I couldn't do the I couldn't do the show, and I was so bummed. But then the next call I got was. Hey, Steven's gonna make your song. Somebody's gonna get their head kicked in tonight. Um, the coolest song in the world uh, wow. next week. Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. It is. It's a, such a great song, and that's the song we opened up with. And I wanted to say real quick, it is Steve's birthday. As I was trying to say in the beginning, I don't know what happened. There was a little time lapse, and if anybody wants to call in, the number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six, and we have a chat room open. And also the show will be available afterwards on iTunes for a download and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe with myself and Spencer Drake and our guest today, Steve Conte. Sorry, and okay. Steve, give out your website real quick. It's a really beautiful website. Awesome website. Okay. Yeah, it is. So, all right. So it's www.stevecontynyc.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my name and where I live. And dot com. That's awesome. S-T-E- and coming S-T-E- from Spencer V-E- agreeing. Yep. Yeah. Do you want me to spell it? Oh, no. Yeah, spell you don't it. have to so spell it. It's yeah, S T E V E C O N T E N Y C N Y C. That's it. Uh huh. And, and you getting an acknowledgement of your website being really amazing from Spencer is a big, big deal because Spencer <laughs> is. Like, got Very that artistic tune. eye, creating all those elm covers. <laughs> really, seriously, that 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 is a great website. It's beautifully, beautifully yeah, made. Who did who made the logo? Well, who did the logo? well, thank you. I cannot take credit for that. That is my friend Rich Jones, who does. Uh, mm-hmm. He did the artwork for my album cover, gorgeous and my, mm-hmm. album packaging for the Steve Cut the NYC album. And uh, we just kind of took those images and that, that sort of style of that sepia-toned, sort of yeah. old west-looking, you know, like a kind of an old west saloon kind of vibe. It is, uh, but it's nice. It's, it's uh, that, and we like, made the whole website, you know, based yeah. on that uh, feeling that's the same as the packaging of the album. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there then the go. images on there, your photos are beautiful. Your photographer did a really great yeah, job. Really nice the job, latest right? photos, okay. yeah. Another shout out I have to give then to Grayson Danzig. Mm. Thank you, Grayson. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's my man. He's Grayson. good. Tough. He's good. Yep. And uh, let's see. Have I thanked the entire world now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to I, I have to thank my mother because it's my birthday and after it's all, your birthday. If she, if she didn't decide yeah, to have me, know. well, you know. What are you doing for your birthday now today um, tonight? Tonight, well. I'm probably going to have some Mexican food in the Bronx. 
Ooh. Because Ooh, uh, I, just moved, really? I, just, I just moved, I just moved up here to the Bronx, and it's uh, yeah. wow. fabulous where I live. It's like uh, I have uh, about three times the space that I had in Manhattan, and oh. none of the uh, rich, snobby, rich kids, snot nosed for <laughs> little uh, trust, trustafarians, um, <laughs> <laughs> invading my neighborhood. Um, uh-huh. So uh, I'm very happy about that. It's like a, a lot of old Spanish people and young Spanish people, and you know, young couples. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, a lot of people with little kids, and you know, I have a couple of little kids myself, so it's a it's a beautiful thing. And um, there's quite a few cool restaurants up here, so uh, I'm going out to have uh, oh, that's probably great a, Mexican a, food a, tonight for your a, birthday. A, a mole poblano. <laughs> Uh huh. That sounds really good. Well, I know you you've been touring a lot, and you just got back, and you did your release party, which I've heard about. Um, um, did you go to that, Spence? I didn't. I didn't go. I couldn't go that night. I don't know why. I probably had a conflict that night on something. Or so would have been there. I'm I'm going to the cutting room though. The thirtieth, the cutting room, September Mm -hmm. thirtieth. Oh, okay, so that's a different. That's yeah, that's a different band. Uh, so the, I just had the release party for my new album, International yeah. Cover yeah. Covers Album. Um, that was at Rockwood Three, uh, Rockwood Music Hall on uh, Allen Street, which is First Avenue below uh, Housen. Um, but who cares? Because it's over. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> no, it's awesome. I heard. But, uh, but September 30th is going to be uh-huh. uh, another project that I have. Steve Conti, why is my name in all these bands? Well, I guess somebody thinks that it helps sell tickets. But um, uh, the, band is, the band is called Blues Deluxe, and we made, which is taken from a Jeff Beck group uh, oh, song God, title. And um, because we do all the music of the Jeff Beck group, Rod Stewart, Faces, and, uh, you know, that's some of my favorite music. Me too. Uh, so and we do uh, everything from you know the acoustic stuff like Gasoline Alley and uh, Ooh La La and you know of course Maggie May and uh, You Wear It Well to like the bluesier stuff like Ain't Superstitious and Bex Bolero and the stuff off the first Jeff Beck group album and uh, yeah you're in for a lot of surprises if you come down so the cutting room is on. Uh, uh, West 30, no, East 32nd Street in Manhattan, between Park and Madison. Right. And it's going to be September 30th. I believe it's a 9 o'clock show, but you can go online. Just Google Booze Deluxe Cutting Room or just go the Cutting Room. Uh, um, I don't even know the. the I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking. You're and, uh, on I'll, Facebook, too, just so everybody knows. Oh, I'm everywhere. on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. On Twitter. I'm, Wait. Instagram. Are you, on, are, you, are you on um Snapchat yet? Have no, you done that? That's for, chil- that's oh, for children. Sorry. Oh, wait. No. Uh, well, then I guess I'm a child. Um, My daughter got me hooked on that, and um, it's pretty fun, actually. You get to be all these mm. different characters and stuff. Yeah. I love yeah, doing I that no, with her. I got no time for that. <laughs> with, all, uh-huh. with all due respect. Um, I, I, I do basically all the social media um, so that you know, people can find me and find my record, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I mean, to just meet new people. No, no, I, I know enough people. I know too many people. Oh no, I'm <laughs> private. I do it just with people I know. I don't do it with oh, okay. people. I do it with just my family members. Yeah, 
I see what you're saying. Yeah, I totally get that. Like Instagram's kind of cool too, because um, I know a lot of people, a lot of photographers are really, and artists are doing it that way because it's easy because you get to see the installations and stuff and their artwork and stuff before it goes up. But you know, getting back to your international cover-up, um, it's available on iTunes. I know that because I downloaded it on my iTunes Music um, store. And also, it's available on your website. And um, also, some of your other albums are also available on there. And what's really cool is I saw you do a little trivia thing the other day on your Facebook. Tell me how many albums, what was it? How many albums had you done or something was it that was what the question was uh well the question was how many uh independent albums have i released since mm-hmm. um since my band company of wolves which was on mercury records in 1999 no sorry mm-hmm. 1990, 90 yeah so basically uh you know every album i've had since since then, I wanted people to list, and it was, I believe, seven albums. It was, uh, uh-huh. which is not very, which is not very many over the course of twenty years. But, uh, but then you have to include the albums I did for other people, like the four New York Dolls albums, the four Michael Monroe albums. Uh, I did three albums with a band called Mr. Henry that I was a part of. So, you know, that all adds up to like almost twenty albums. So that's okay. Awesome. <laughs> Second album well, year. we want to hear. I know Spencer and I both want to hear some of the stories about some of the gigs that you've done and some of your favorite moments and stuff out on the road. Because I know that you've been. Spe- I know that you were spending a lot of time in ice. Was it um, in the Netherlands? No, you were spending in, a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In so, uh, Finland, I spent a lot of time in Finland. I spent a lot of time in yeah. Holland. Uh, yeah, basically, besides America, those are the two places. Uh, those are like my second and third homes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. uh, you, did, you did some stuff with Michael Monroe, right? Yeah, I've been playing with Michael since uh, 2000 and 2009, 10, 2010. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, that's why I spend a lot of time in Finland because of him, and no, it's because my wife is Dutch and uh, we have family over there, and so. I got I, I, I think you played at Michael Monroe at John Barbados. Is that right, Steve? Did you play that? Remember? Oh yeah. John? Uh, oh, so yeah. I remember I being. I, I remember being there that night. You got to hear the story. It's very funny. I remember it being, it was a great show. It was really a great show. And I remember Richard Manitoba coming, you, you got to hear this one. Richard, you know Richard Manitoba, he come from the dictators. Sure. He comes by me and he says, Spence, this is too loud. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And if you know Richard Manitoba, Holly, from the dictators, he's loud. Uh-huh. I mean, right, right, Steve? I mean, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I, Lives on lo- loud sound, and when he went by me, I never forgot that though, Steve. It was really funny. But you did a great gig there with Michael Monroe and Don Barbados that night. It was years ago. It was really good though. Yeah, I, I, that was uh, 2010. That's when I first started playing with him. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. I had just played there like uh, the year before uh-huh. with uh, with my band with uh, Steve Conti and the Crazy Truth because uh, that was my C release. My album release party for that record. Yeah. 
And um, I think that's where I met you, in fact. Yeah, probably. Or, yeah. or that's where you signed. I think you signed my guest book or something. I probably did. <laughs> I probably so. did. Oh, that's did. amazing. That's so cute. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. He remembers. That's great. Oh, I, I love know. it. I love it. Yeah. Our I remember the important stuff, you know. I'll, you t- I'll tell you something that Richard Manitoba told me. He said, he said, I'll never forget this, Steve, and you love this because you're hearing from an outside, but he told me, so you've got to hear this guy, Steve Conte. He told me this. And I didn't know who you were mm-hmm. then. It was a long time ago, but here we go. We're tied together, you know? <laughs> well, this is like oh, our second or third nice. interview that we've done. I remember we did one one time that when I think you were in the Netherlands. We did it yeah. on your Skype, remember? That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was oh, that fun. Was I remember great. how. You were like tired, but you had been you. You were like so bored. You said you had been bored. You were just there was nothing to do but sit in your room and play music. You said so. You were writing <laughs> well, that, a lot. Well, that, that's never boring. But uh, you no. know, sometimes you need you need some external stimulation. You know, some social mm-hmm. uh, interaction. And oh um, yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have lots of family there, but I have a, like only a handful of friends. Which hey, you only need a handful of friends, but. Uh-huh. You know, in New York City, even if you don't have, even if all your friends are busy, you can go out and there's some action you can find. Something you know I mean? to do. Mm-hmm. So, but exactly. uh, when, you're, when you're sort of in a, you know, a, a small town, you know, far away from New York, uh, it's challenging sometimes to find things that excite you. So I excite you know, myself with my with my music the, that's in, awesome. during the. No, that's that's really important. And you know what I wanted to ask you was um, your time period when you played with the New York Dolls. That must have been like a really uh, really fun time for you. It was. Um, that was two thousand four to two thousand and ten. It was right mm-hmm. after because uh, I had toured with Willie Deville in two thousand and three, mm-hmm. and Willie had called me back to go on tour with them again. Uh, the following year, and I had already taken the gig with the Dolls, and uh, mm-hmm. Willie was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, man. Well, last time I saw David Johansson, he was wearing a dress." Willie, Willie, Willie could be so sarcastic, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I think that was his way of saying he was disappointed and maybe a little, uh, you know, uh, upset that you know I chose somebody else over him, which, you know, some artists get like that. I'm not saying that's what it was, but uh, some people get like that when uh, when you have to move on because sure. they think uh, it's, like, about them, but it's it's never about them. It's, it's always about the circumstances. Hey, you're not working. I need to work. I can go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a Holly Steffi question, Holly. Uh, Steve, go. what band, what bands do you go get into now? Uh, do you listen to? Oh, what is he listening music? to now? Yeah, like new, on like, your CD player. Like yeah. new bands? Uh, I just got the new Wilco record, which I haven't even listened to yet. I'm, wow. looking, forward to, I'm looking forward to busting into that. They are. I saw them. Uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Opened for Neil Young at. At Madison Square Garden. Nice. And they just blew my mind. I mean, they were so good. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want them to be that good. I certainly didn't <laughs> expect them. <to> be good. <laughs> but I mean, 
it was like on every level. I, I left. I left there like both inspired and depressed. Wow. It was like so good. Like Aww. vocals, like the songwriting was incredible. The singing and the harmonies were incredible. The playing, the grooves, the musicianship. It was like everything that I aspired to. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like too, uh, it wasn't like too much theatrical, you know, over the top yeah. dressing or attitude or punk rock or any of that. You know, it was pure music. Huh. And and they had Madison Square Garden, you know, transfixed for uh, you know an hour or wow. whatever that was, mm. forty five or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I love Wilco. Um, great group, great group. What other? Uh, I mean, like brand new bands. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, what, did dig- you, what are you I'm, listening I'm, I'm to? What are you tuning into? In general, yeah, in general. Well, I mean, I, I listen to all kinds of stuff. Mostly, uh, I mean, as far as rock and roll goes, you know, the classics, you know, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Beatles, Stones. Same way, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Beck, Jefflin, you know, uh, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, Hendrix, uh, you know, the good stuff. I mean, the stuff that, you know, let's face it, the music business was built on, you know, because it was yeah. great. And yeah. then and then after that, Punk Rock came and, and said, we don't need to be this good. There's no reason. Uh-huh. There's no reason people have to. There's no reason people have to write songs as good as the Beatles to be able to be famous. <laughs> and then punk rock came along. So I liked all the stuff before punk rock. I mean, uh, you know, since I got into the Dolls, I had to play catch up with a lot of that stuff. I mean, I always owned a few rec- of those records anyway. I owned the Sex Pistols record, you know, since back in the day, and and some Clash and the Dolls and some Stooges and some Iggy, but uh, that's never been my go-to music. Mm. Yeah, I, I will put it on occasionally, especially I love Iggy's solo records. Like, uh, yeah, Iggy's great. Like The Idiot, Lust for Life, and Brick by yeah. Brick. I love those. And mm-hmm. and his new one's really good, too. The one that uh, Josh from uh, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Josh Holm, Hume Holm. I can never pronounce the guy's name. But that's a really cool record, the New Iggy record. Um, yeah, uh, actually, my kid, who's like seven years old, my son, has uh, I've made a little playlist for him, and uh, I've been Aww. listening to some some of his stuff, and he's really into uh, this Twenty One Pilots, which I've been checking out. Uh, really? If we could turn back time. Back to the good old days oh. when the mama sang us to sleep and now we're stressed out. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. It's kind of you know white white boy hip hop. Yeah, that's yeah. so um, cute. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Have you done any music speed for film or television at all? Tons. Wow. What have you done? Yes, I have. What have you done? Name. Oh, oh no, my! Wait. Oh, I want to no. hear about this. Let's see. I guess I would have to go to my website to even look. Oh my gosh! You're so funny. Tell you everything. Um, let's see. Well, what do you remember that really stands out in your mind that you did? Uh, well, okay. So there's a show called Lucifer that's on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You know that? You're doing that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. Um, well, now, when you say, you know, written music for, I mean, 
No, I haven't done like the, the underscoring of these things, but they've used my songs on the shows. Oh, great. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Right. Like that's during so, um, yeah, I like so, the background so, and stuff. Yeah. Lucifer, that's awesome. um, Lucifer has used uh, my song Gypsy Cab. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, nice. Uh, I love that song. Talking the crazy truth, yeah. Um, so they've used that. Um, let's see what else. Um, Let's see, going back. I always like to hear about that when people have films and music and films and television because, you know, that's like, it's like you could be watching a show and then a song comes on and you're like, whoa, that song just like captures the moment, you know? It's like I'm watching Blind Spot lately. Have you seen Blind Spot that showed Blind Spot? No, I haven't. Have you watched that? She has tattoos all over her body and it's like, um, they have to decipher the tattoos because it tells them all about things that are going to happen in the future with the wow. FBI and the CIA and stuff. It's very cool. Wow. Yeah. No. What channel yeah, is that on, got, Holly? When is it, it's, on, that on? Um, it's on NBC, I think, but it's amazing. It's called Blind Spot, and I'm into season Pick two. And she was found, it was really crazy. She was found naked in Times Square in a duffel bag, just some underground group left her there with all these tattoos all over her body that she doesn't know how she got head to toe except her face and they all tell a story like and there's a girl that deciphers them all and there's great music so I can see how your music because your music so tells so many stories and there's so many so much emotion behind a lot of it Um, so Lucifer okay so Lucifer well, and what else? Uh, I'm actually, as we speak, I'm I'm actually okay, searching. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to find. Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to find stuff on the web. Uh, God, you're so funny. Well, let's talk about something else while you're doing that. Um, I mean, there's there's uh, like old older shows that probably aren't even on anymore. Like uh, there's an MTV cares? show called what, what was it? Undressed. Maybe it's me, mm-hmm. Ed, Providence, Jag, Angel, Smallville, Glory Days, The Guardian, really? The Winter X oh. Games, That's Life, Jack See? and Jill. I mean, all these shows. This what is a what I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah good so that's awesome. And then that's... a bunch of films, too. There was uh, American Reunion, Ringers, Lord of the Fans, Spring Break Lawyer, Wiry Spindell, Two Ninas, The Stand-In, Face the Music, Rules. Um, really? Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, I could, I mean, I can see, because, I mean, just your music has so much energy in it, and there is. There's a lot of energy behind the music, and, you know, your acoustic stuff really blows me away. Like, Working Class Hero, when I was listening to it, like I was telling you earlier, there's so much emotion in that song. Um, besides the well, thank you. A John, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's really done very, very well, and... Uh, um, you know, I ha- actually have it in the studio. We can play it um, if you want later or whatever. I don't know how much time you have. What time are you guys going to dinner? Uh, whenever we're done here. There's no. Oh rush. yeah. I just we just <laughs> had uh, we just had some appetizers, some Who's horse doing Let me ask you a question, Steve. Who's doing the guitar work on that lead song, the first song? The you know the guitar. Somebody's going to get their head kicked in. That's, that's great stuff. That's great. That's all me, baby. I'm the that's only guitar great, player man. on the record. Yeah. Wow. No, no it special sounds, 
sounds so Chuck Berry too. It's got a Chuck yeah. Berry feel to it. Yeah. It does. Yeah, Chuck Berry the on guitar. acid. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Berry on acid for sure. Not that I would know what acid's like, but yeah. Or, or, okay, let, let, let me rephrase that. Chuck Berry on steroids. <laughs> okay, I don't know what steroids are like either, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> Chuck Berry on steroids, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, you, what kind of training, I know that your family, let's say, I want to talk about this because this is really important. Your family is all very musical. Your mother, your brother, I think your father was too, correct? My father was a, a good listener, jazz music. Okay. He, he had all the, he had a lot of great jazz records. He had the Miles Davis and the West Montgomery albums that I grew up listening to. My mom had, and the Sinatra. My mom had a lot of Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and uh, Sarah Vaughan and Carmen McRae and all that. So I grew up hearing that. Mm-hmm. In addition to all the classics, you know, your, your Mozart and Bach and Beethoven and Tchaikovsky. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I heard all that stuff until I was six years old and so, and then I heard the Beatles and then that was all over. That's all I wanted to do was be Ringo. Yeah. I was a drummer oh, first. Oh, you're so funny. Were you? Really? Yeah. You wanted to be a drummer? I was a drummer. I'm I'm still a drummer, but you know, know I'm an out of sh- like, I'm an out of shape I'm an out of shape drummer. <laughs> but you're a kick ass guitar player, I'll tell you that. I know I was reading that you, you used to um look up to the Rolling Stones, Jay Giles Band, Black Oak, Arkansas, the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix. You're reading I was reading you? I know, I'm reading it right now as I'm looking at it. Yeah. I am yeah, just like well, you. Well, those were those were my like when I was thirteen, you know. Th- those mm-hmm. are the bands I was listening to when I was first starting to get out and play in public. You know, wow. I had uh, I had those records. You know, and it just what it was. You know, I wasn't. Uh, I'm not trying to drop names of the the hippest bands. I mean, who likes Black Oak, Arkansas? Not many people. You know, or Jay Giles. I mean, those are a bit of a guilty pleasure in certain circles. I like certainly. Them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I do, and you know, I say what the truth is. I, I'm not saying what, you know, I think is the hippest answer. Um, yeah, that's what I listen to. I had. Uh, it's like what you listen to, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I had those records, and uh, you know, they had a certain effect on me. And um, then, you know, as I hung out with older people and got, you know, uh, pointed in certain directions, then I discovered, you know, Jeff Beck and Jimi Hendrix, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, Beatles and Stones. Those are the first records that I ever got. I think for my ninth birthday, I got a Beatles album and a Stones album. Aww. So most people say, you know, are you a Beatles fan or a Stones fan? I, I was both right from the get-go. That's yeah, where my me too. Schizo- mm-hmm. That's where my schizophrenic uh, musical confusion comes in into play. Mm-hmm. I was a, both a Beatles and a Stones fan. Uh. Hey, we've got a caller calling in. Do you want to take a call? Sure, why not? <laughs> Let's see who it Mom. is. Hold on a minute. Mystery caller. Hold on. Hopefully. 72732. I'm dyslexic today. And I'm uh, not that's Jersey. Jersey. Who is it? Hi. I'm a fan. Who is it? My name is Rosemary. Uh, and, hey, Rosemary. And, and I want to I want to mention a couple of my very favorite things uh, Steve has done as a vocalist. And it's really hard to separate his his exceptional work as a guitarist mm-hmm. and a vocalist. Uh, and one of my most favorite things is an old recording he did for Heineken 
uh, beer in the Netherlands. Oh, wow. And, wow. and his performance of Turn, Turn, Turn. And he, um, I'm not sure he likes it, but it's just an awesome vocal. And the other uh, and the other thing, he's so versatile. He's, he's just probably the most versatile singer that uh, I've ever come around, come uh, run into in, in rock and roll. Uh, and the other projects uh, were with uh, the uh, a- anime, uh, with Yoko Kano in the seatbelt. Oh, really? The Japanese. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. About that. Uh, it's just beautiful. So orchestral in his. You know he's, he has, he uses his voice in a different way, so um, those are some things you might want to look into. It's uh, really really different. Oh wow. shucks, mom. What? <laughs> oh shucks, mom. It's your mom and Rosemary. We know you're an amazing singer yourself. Thank you. I remember things about Steve career that that he doesn't remember uh, and uh yeah you know so okay i'm gonna hang up and let you guys continue thank, hey, thank nice you thank you oh nice Hi, to hear Sarah. you thank you yeah Bye. Bye. thank you so much Bye. for calling in Okay, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, Steve. Uh, love you, love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Aww. Oh, that was uh, nice. You wow. see, I couldn't... Oh, I couldn't, Mom. Yeah, Mom. Uh. Mom calls in. How cute is that? Okay, so do you tell a... about Heineken and Turn, Turn, Turn. Was that the bird song, Turn, Turn, Turn? Yeah. See, she liked it. I don't yeah. Like it. yeah? You don't? No. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, it was work. You know what I mean? It was a commercial. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you hearing my wow. air conditioner going? No, it's fine. Don't worry oh, about okay. it. That was so cute. She blew you, blew you up, and told, told me, I don't like that. Heineken, that's great. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> An anime, anime. And anime, like anime, you know, it's, it's, it's anime. Japanese, I know Japanese, the Japanese uh, animation. Anime. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, yeah, I've done a lot ever... of stuff with Yoko Kano is is the name of the composer, and uh, she's uh-huh. a band called the Seatbelts. And yeah, they do everything from like, you know, real I'm orchestral, to like, yeah, 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 stuff to uh, you know, like spy jazz, sort of like um, fusion mm-hmm. and Brazilian and. Um, Bossa Nova, and I've just done so many different kinds of things with her. Um, it's, you know, if you go on YouTube, actually, my YouTube, uh, if you Google me or, you know, put my name in YouTube, the thing you'll find first is thousands of pages of anime fans that have posted the songs. Oh, that that's I'm, amazing. Yeah, that's it's, so cool. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, so, did um, you ever watch Unico? The um uh anim, an, how do you say it? I thought it was anime. Anime, you said? Anime. 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 Okay. Anime. So, Unico. Did you ever see Unico? No. Oh, Unico. Your your kids would love Unico. Unico is great. It's a it's a it's a Japanese um cartoon about uh little unicorns. But 
<laughs> he gets banned from uh, the world because he brings too much happiness. And there's uh, a lot of different really cool sounds and music in that, too. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. Have you ever done any voice voice work or anything like that? Uh, well, I sang on these things, so yes. But do you mean wow. like talk, being talking for the characters or uh-huh. sing- Wait, so Yeah, character stuff. Nah, I mean, uh, that's not very interesting to me. Oh, if somebody called me and said, do you want to try this? I would. But uh, mm-hmm. I'd, uh, I'd rather act, um, uh, you know. Really? I'd rather be, like, on camera acting than uh, be a voiceover guy. I don't know. It's just Is that going to happen? Not really something very fulfilling to me about standing behind a mic in the studio unless I'm singing. Like, just mm-hmm. talking. Like, I've tried. I've, I've gone out for auditions where I've, like, tried to, you know, do voiceovers for commercials and stuff. And it's a whole other level of... It is. It's acting, but it's um, it's like acting without facial expressions and hands. You know, it's it's not my thing. Not my thing. No, I hear, you. I hear you. Bob Dylan would say. So, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to explore acting. Um, that's something that's interesting to me. Mm. Any anything in mind? Anything that maybe you're hinting at here that we're going to see you on film soon or anything? Oh, I have no. Uh, maybe my phone will ring after this interview. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I I was trying to get a gig on The Sopranos for forever because you know really? I have a very Italian uh, look to me. If you mm-hmm. cut my hair off, probably probably put my hair in a ponytail or cut it off. Um, which I'd have no problem with. But, um, yeah, because I knew uh, someone who knew the casting director, so I'd always bring uh, headshots and pretends to the office of the casting director. But, I mean, they had so many great actors on that show, they didn't need me, that's for sure. But, um, anyway. But I digress. Let's get back to where we were talking about music. Yeah, how about, you have some songs on there we haven't talked about. There's a song uh, we were talking about, uh, f- 5 o'clock or going to sleep. Or wait, uh, it's a really funny song. You've got all these lyrics that are really amazing in there. Uh, which album are you talking about now? The new one, the new one. The international cover-up? Yeah, it's a oh, rock. Oh, 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 yes. That's uh, the, the Tom Waits song. Oh God! Is that a great song? That is a great song. Talk about that they, one. It was covered by the Ramones. Unbelievable! Didn't realize that. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good you one. Mean I, you mean I don't want to grow up, right? Yeah, I don't want to grow up. I love that one. I love the lyrics yeah. in that. So that's, much uh, fun. Sounds like Very a Ramones fun. song. Well, that that's yeah. written by Tom Waits, who's like yeah. my probably my second favorite songwriter after John Lennon. Um, and then. Uh, the Ramones covered it on Los Amigos, and it was on Tom Waits' album Bone Machine. So uh, that was one of the songs that we did live, and um, you know it always went over. That was part of the reason why, you know, I picked those songs to do in the studio was they always went over live. So uh, I thought, you know, if we just keep it real and don't do too much studio, you know, get bogged down in like overdub land, which you can easily do in the studio and, and go overboard. Yeah. Uh, so we kept it pretty live and raw, and uh, you know, I don't want to grow up as a as a 
real up tempo, you know, punky version of Tom White's song. So um, yeah, that's from uh, like I said, Bone Machine, 1991 or 1990. That record, that was the, the album that like cemented Tom White's into my heart. Even though I had had his albums from way back, going back to like his uh, sort of bebop, you know, beatnik phase, like Diamonds on My Windshield, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Hard, hard of Saturday night and all that, and uh, Night Hearts at the Diner. So, um, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I have every Tom Waits album. I, like when it comes to like artists that I love, I am a completist. So if I love an artist, I have every record. And I mean, I'm that way oh, with wow. the Beatles. I'm that way with XTC. I'm that way with Tom Waits. I'm that way with Chris Whitley. I'm that way with. Uh, um, yeah. Stones. I mean, everybody. You know. Do you get into vinyl? Do you get into vinyl records? Either? Yeah, I still have uh, all my original vinyl from you know back when I was a kid, wow. and I just got. Oh, uh, wow. I, just, I just found Aladdin Sane on. Uh, vinyl. Oh. I did an I did an in store somewhere, and they uh, said, "Yeah, you can take anything you want for uh, doing the gig." So I found a, you know, brand new copy of Aladdin Sane on vinyl. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you do you think that you're going? Does your son say he wants to do music when he gets older? Do you think? Because I know that your family is all pretty much in music. Do you think you're going to go that way with your with your children? Uh, if they want them? To, I'm not uh-huh. going to make anybody do anything. But uh, you know, I'm not like one of those uh, showbiz dads. You know. Uh-huh. Um. You know, he's a kid, so he's going to be a kid. He, he likes soccer and ninjas and, you know, he likes a whole bunch of other stuff. So That's awesome. Um, but when he starts singing and, and writing, uh-huh. he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just making stuff up. And I go, wait a minute, what is that? He's like, I don't know, I'm just making it up. I'm like, hold on, i got to go grab my iPhone, and I open up the, like, you know, um, memo recorder. Yeah, and... Uh-huh. Uh, I have hundreds of these things of him singing, like these crazy melodies that are just beautiful. And, um, and we're going to make a record for sure. Great. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. so cute. That is adorable. What a dad you are. Now, how, old, how old is your How old is your youngest now? Is he, is is uh? About one he's a little here? guy. He's not even one yet. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's quite a, it's pretty quite amazing. Yeah. No, I can imagine. And, you know, with playing and being on the road and family being home, it's like you just can't wait to get home probably to be with your kids, you know. That's the most important thing. For yeah. me it was. Yeah. It's kind of what it's like, yeah, exactly. Being a parent. Well, yeah. you know, um, I wanted to say to you, I hope that you have a wonderful birthday. I want to blow your night. Um, Spence, did you have anything else you wanted to talk to Steve about? I think we're pretty much uh, we're wishing Steve the best, and I'm going to be there on the 30th. I want to see him at the cutting room, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, I wish yeah, I by, by the town. way, By the way, that website is thecuttingroomnyc.com. All right. There we so, go. Awesome. Yeah, if you go to thecuttingroomnyc.com, um, you can find... Uh, it's right on the front page there. Uh, there's a link to, I think it's the show. 
I saw Phyllis had um Philistine had posted it earlier um on on the net. So I'm gonna Oh wait a minute, I wanna ask around. Steve one more thing. I'd love to see him yeah. do an edition of Freddie King's uh going down. You you mean you mean the one that Jeff Beck covers? Yeah. I'd love to see you do that. Yeah. I'm going down. Going down, 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 down. down. That's one of the greatest songs. Freddie King did the, uh, you know. I remember. I have, uh, yeah, I have two Freddie King records. I I need to get more. But uh, I have, um, oh, God, which ones do I have now? Um, Well, I have, like, a collection, which is, like, you know, got San Jose and, you know, all those. uh, And then Hideaway. But then I have another one, too, from... Like the seventies, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I love Freddie King, but of all the Kings, Albert was my favorite. I love BB. I love mm-hmm. Freddie. Albert was my man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, I got to see him luckily before he passed. Uh, I saw him at Tramps one night, sitting in a rocking chair, smoking a pipe. <laughs> wow. Oh, really that's cranky. great. Yeah, really <laughs> cranky. <Yeah. laughs> Oh my yeah. God! Well, I I want to tell you that I hope that you have a wonderful Mexican food dinner tonight. Thank you and, so much. Uh, did yeah, you have cake yet? Say again. Did you have your cake yet? Because usually oh, I know no. I usually eat cake no, yeah, on my birthday. I can't, find a, I can't find a bakery up here where I live. Uh, You're kidding. Oh, uh, so uh, I might just have to. Uh, Go without cake. Oh well, my uh, waistline oh, will no. take. Oh no! Oh come on! You have to have a cupcake or something. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> I, actually, my sister got me a wonderful, like, um, like a bouquet of fruit. Which it yeah, like I've seen those. Yeah. You know, and you you open the thing up, and it's like I thought it was flowers. I was like, wow, and it's like there's cantaloupe and honeydew and strawberries and grapes and <laughs> mm-hmm. apple. It's gorgeous. I didn't even want to eat it. It's beautiful. But but I just devoured the whole thing before we got on the interview. (laughs) That's amazing. No, no, no. That's that's really cool. I've seen those, and they're really beautiful, the way that they make the flowers out of the strawberries and the cantaloupe and everything. It's just so cool. And um, that's great. So prompts out to your sister for that one. And uh, we both want to wish you a very happy birthday, and I know that you were excited about doing the show today. so on the 30th, you're going to be at the cutting room. Anything else coming up that we need to know about? Um, just please, uh, you know, support independent artists and buy buy their music directly from them, you know. Not just me, but uh, other independent artists. I mean, whoever yeah. your one is. I mean, if you like Justin Timberlake, hey, go buy his too. But, I mean, you know, uh, those big artists with the corporate labels uh i don't know how much they need help but uh you know independent music is really struggling along because since you know the internet came along how many years ago you know napster was was it late 90s um you know the record business has been uh in the shitter which um kind of serves them right for all their greed for all these years but uh but also um it also means that it's harder 
for independent artists to get their stuff out there because, um, you know, let's face it, you really only need a record label for two things, the promotion dollars and their loan of the, uh, you know, an advance to make the record. Other than that, you don't need an A&R guy. Yeah. You, know, I, it's, you don't even need an expensive producer. When I was with Mercury Records, they said, oh, we love your demos. We're signing you on the basis of your demos now. Now we got to get a real producer to come in and produce it. I was like, what's wrong with the demos? Why don't we just like put the... <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. The demos are great, but now you have to go and spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on a, a producer with a big name. Of course, it'll be someone that we know so that we can take some money back and it's to our back pocket, you know? So, you know, you know what's interesting, Steve, is like the the, the the real plus thing about indies, which I've always loved them, I've always been an indie guy, was the fact that you own everything. You know, you, you have your money. In other words, you take, there's no anything going to the record company. You really own everything. You take everything. That's that's the real plus about it, you know, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, with, you know, with this new album of mine, uh, it's all covers, so I also had to pay the songwriters um, so and the publishing companies. So, you know, when that song gets played, everybody's uh, somebody's going to get their head kicked in. That's an old Fleetwood Mac song. So, oh, really? you know, th- those guys get paid. You know, the songwriters right. get paid. Right. The publishing company gets paid. Right. I, had to, I had to lay out money myself for all the songs on there. And, um, you know, that's usually what a record company does. Yeah. But you know, it, as an independent artist, that's what we do. We have to go into our own bank accounts. You know, unless we do like a crowdfunding thing, which I didn't do for this record because I felt like it wasn't fair to do that because I already um included it as part of my last pledge campaign. So, you know, this one I uh, I took one for the team on. And um but, you know, that's something that, you know, I guess I own the master, like Yeah. yeah. I own the recordings. Right. But, um, you know, yeah. I don't own the songs. But on my last album, uh, Steve Conti NYC, you know, I wrote all the songs. I own the record. I own yeah, exactly. the publishing. Your music, I own you the own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your music, you own 100%. Yeah. That's very important because most people, yeah. you're right. Yeah. And, and the other thing is when, they're, when like, film and TV want to uh, use your song in a, you know, in a broadcast or in a, in a you know, release, theatrical release, um, you know, they need to get permission from the publishing company and the master owner of the of the song, the record, right? So when they come to me, um, it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, what do you got, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, you're on a budget. We can work something out. If they go to a record company like Columbia Records or whatever, they're going to go, oh, it's going to be, you know, a blanket, you know, $10,000 for the master and, yeah. uh, you know, $5,000 for the publishing or whatever it is. <laughs> and then people usually say, I can't afford that. And then they come to artists like me <laughs> who they go, hey, look, we really wanted to get this Rolling Stone song, you know, but we couldn't get it. So, uh, hey, I'll take that. Great. I saw, okay, I saw this documentary about a group called, uh, they're called Mars. I forgot the full name. You may know them. They're a multi-million selling group, and it's an incredible documentary. And it was like, they, they sold like millions of albums, you know, like 30 worldwide. Seconds to Mars? 30 yeah, seconds. yeah. But the, if, if you saw the documentary, they owed the record company a huge amount of money. And after you see this documentary, it blows your mind. I mean, this group. Sold millions of albums, but they owed the record company millions of dollars. You know. Hmm. 
And that's uh, what I, makes you go crazy about a record company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a story like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I don't mean to be sour grapes about it. I mean, I, there were uh, there were some good people at the label that I was on, Mercury. Yeah. And, uh, and then there were some bad people. And, oh, yeah, there's always you know, then, before, yeah. And I then I was with, uh, with The Crazy Truth. I, had, uh, I was with the subsidiary of uh, Universal. And, you know, same mixed bag, you know, some good, some bad. Some people did their job, some people didn't. Mm-hmm. Some people could care less, you know. It depends on what's on their priority list, you know. And it's, yeah. usually, it's usually what's making the biggest money for them is what they care about the most. They don't really get passionate about, but this is good music and this should be heard. They're more like, hey, this piece of junk over here is selling a lot. Let's throw more money behind that. Yeah, I mean, I used to, you know, being that I had a big career and going up to record labels all the time, the big names, you know, like Sony or whatever, I would walk in and they give this, you know, the story, they give the rap to the group, oh, yeah, we're going to make you, and then as soon as the elevator went down with the group, you wondered what would happen after that, Steve, you know, like, you know, they give them the big hype rap, oh, yeah, the big hype rap, you know what I'm saying, and then you wonder, are they really going to push my album, right, you know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Uh, oh yeah, been there. Yeah. Well, I, uh, think, I think it's great that you've got so many successful records and so many successful recordings out there, and you're still creating. And this international cover-up is awesome, and the fact that you're, ex- you know, expanding your horizons and doing things like you're doing on the 30th, the Rod Stewart covers with you with fellow musicians, people that you'd like to play with. That's the that's the fun part of the music industry, you know. Exactly. Being yeah. able to play with people that you want to play with, not who you have to play with. It's that's people right. that you love playing with and that you love co-creating with, you know. Yeah, well, lucky for me, I don't play with anyone that I don't love playing with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and that I've been in, uh, you know, I'm, if I don't love playing with people in the band, I'm, I'm only in the band for five minutes, you know. Steve, this is a very important question. Who did you play on your new album with? What are the other band members you played with? I already named and thanked those guys, Spencer. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) In the beginning. They they, they were Dutch names, so they were Dutch names. Sorry about that. They probably probably went in one ear and out the other. Well, even that, I want to give them an extra plug. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, People can rewind and listen to hear their names again. (laughs) Anyway, Yeah, no. Great album, great I album, think, great album. Thanks very and much. You also, yeah. And also, you know, the people in the Netherlands, uh, big props to them. That's really yeah. awesome that they worked on that with you. And uh, I want to say to you that, um, you know, we, we are looking for what what's in the, you know, what what are you working on a new album, you know, coming up, new material? At this moment, uh, working on new material, yes, uh, always awesome. doing that. I'm always going through, uh, always going through my notebooks and my boxes of cassette tapes. But now my boxes of cassette tapes have turned into playlists of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of voice memos from my iPhone. Um, oh wow! A lot easier to find things that yeah, way. Hey, but talking mm-hmm. about cassettes, Steve, people are talking about bringing back cassettes. They're reproducing cassettes now, right? I mean, I heard this from some musicians that are doing cassettes. Do you know about this? 
Uh, I've heard it, but cassettes are a pain in the ass. Let's face it. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you had to fast forward, like you know. Digital is so much nicer and clearer and cleaner. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, we don't necessarily like the the clearer, cleaner sound of digital, but um, it's certainly more convenient. You know, and I must say, I, I have a great old school stereo with a turntable and power amp. And That's a, awesome. All right, there we go. Vinyl act. And a double cassette deck and, uh, you know, and all that. And I end up listening to my iPhone through my Bluetooth Bose speaker <laughs> most of the time. Oh, that's what I do, it, too. Because it sounds great, you know. It sounds mm-hmm. great. But, uh, but, you know, I don't have all my music in there. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. if I join Apple Music and I pay, I can stream it. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the thing for kids and, and whatever, you know, millennials or yeah, you know, yeah. young people. It's like they don't want to own stuff. They, you know, when I grew up, you wanted to own that record cover and like read it and and know like who engineered it, and who mixed it, and who played on it, and who did the artwork, and you know, you wanted to look at every corner. I mean, I could tell you the stupidest little things about Rolling Stones and Beatles records because I I read the cover like you know, like it was a book, you know. But now nobody even. You know, you can't even look at where you're going to look at a cover on a download. You know, yeah. So, uh, the only thing I like right now that's happening is vinyl. I mean, Judith and I are working on two vinyl albums right now. It's a really beautiful package, but you know what I mean. But vinyl, the only thing I see that's really cool is that vinyl's back in the 12-inch size. You know what I mean? But they they don't do inner sleeves. See, that's the thing that I don't. You know what I mean? The inner sleeve thing is very important to me. People like to read. You know, Steve. Yeah. Do you, you mean the gatefold, or you mean the well, the, oh, no, I just the regular vinyl where in the old days, like uh, when I did a Ramones album or Talking Heads or whatever, there'd always be the inner sleeve with the lyrics. You know, the oh, lyrics. the paper. Yeah, the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. the print. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But vinyl, yeah. well, I, I mean, I like the fact that vinyl and you have a turntable. <laughs> a dual. That's what I love about the um, iTunes music. You can click on a button and the lyrics come up if you want to read the lyrics. That's good. Oh, that's good. Good. Yeah, that's good. Did they tell you who you the know? songwriter is and who the producer is? Yeah, everything. They do? Yeah, oh, wow. I did it on yours. I did it on yours. The that's lyrics good. are there, and it even read, tells what uh, who wrote it, where it was written, and everything. You got to check that out. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's you mean, you're, like, talking to, you're talking about Apple Music, right? Yeah. You put a yeah. song on, and then you go to those three little buttons on the side. And you click on I mean, that, you could either add it to a playlist or download it, and then it says lyrics, wow. and then you could click the lyrics, and then it shows all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when the song's playing, which is kind of cool because, you know, a lot of times you don't really, you just know the song, and you don't really know the lyrics, but you just, you know, it's very, very cool that way. But with yeah. your newest, with your new music, um, I'm really looking forward to um you know your next project because i know that you're always coming up with something new i'm really excited i wish i was in town for this uh concert that you're going to do on the 30th that's kind of cool yeah um now you know i have two songs in my studio which song would you like me to play would you like me to play happy or would you like me to play working class hero which one well you couldn't get you know, uh, further apart on the spectrum. 
<laughs> I know. You know, I, know. I mean, yeah. happy is happy, and working class hero is fucking dark, man. You're but, right. <laughs> uh, but I love him. I love them both. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's me. You know, I'm on the cusp of Libra and Virgo. It's my birthday today. I'm, yeah, yeah. I am like part half Libra and half Virgo. So, yeah, you know, I have that balancing thing that wants to balance. You know, let's the two opposite sides of everything. Since it's your birthday, let's play happy. Yeah, let's, let's, play, happy. let's play happy, Holly. We if will. Play, let's play happy. Working class here some other time. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm gonna tell everyone. Please go to YouTube and um, type in Steve's name, S T E V E C O N T E, and you'll see the international cover up. Um, all the songs are there. And the song you just click on Working Class Hero if you if you want to listen to a really amazing cover of this song, um, I would highly suggest you listen to it. And uh, it has it, it has little E on it, it has a few explicit in it, but you know what? Who cares? It's uh, it's truth. It's a great song. But with that. We are going to end our happy um, interview with a song <laughs> called Happy, and we're going to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday, and, Steve. Uh, Thank you no, so much. No, wait. If you're going to a Mexican restaurant, you can have flan. I think they have flan. Ooh, have yeah. flan. They might. They might. Yeah. Flan, yeah. flan yeah. is, that's a fun dessert. Talk oh, about yeah. food yeah. now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if anyone missed the show from the beginning, you can listen to it. It's an entirety afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, under the Indie Cafe. And um, it's myself, Holly Steffi, and Spencer Dre, and Steve Conte. Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, we're going to end our show with Happy. And with Thank that, you for having me. Thanks, Holly. I'll see you. See you, Steve. Oh, it's Friday. Thank you. Thanks, Spencer. Everyone out there, it's Friday. Please don't drink and drive. Have a really wonderful weekend. Yep, everyone. Here you guys go. You same. Out here.